0: When you're talking to people who, number one, are in a little better financial place and have some money to set aside for their future in a smart way, you can provide a ton of value to those type of peoples with the right strategies and right plans.
1: All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week on the Elite Sales Podcast. I'm I'm fortunate to be joined by some Really fun guest today. I got Linda joining, joining us in studio. Hey. Yeah. We got John Backron, one of the mainstays. Let's going ahead. Uh, but you know, we're we're coming, we're coming in um second week into March. You know, we're we're excited with the with the momentum that we got. Some of the guys that we got on the on the call today, we got we got a little bit of momentum coming from these guys because of what they're doing. So first first, of, first of all, before before we uh get going. You were mentioning we were talking about we were talking about live downs earlier and i was talking about terrence smith who was on with us a couple weeks ago yeah and then we were always talking about like how we enjoy listening to him because you know, he's really smooth re- really like uh down he, to earth he's really personable. easy going personable um not, not he's not like a slick talker they're trying to trying to like trying to like be hardcore closer or nothing like that just right real genuine down down to earth guy and you said you learned something from
2: him yeah so uh t Shout out to you. Um, I heard it the other day. I'm going to butcher it though, but um, this is the importance of live dials because how you say things and how you you react to a client, of course, you know, we get we get into our script mode, right? And you, you say your personality and things that you can hear from someone else can apply to you or you can apply what they said to somebody else and you can pick up on it. So one of the best things that he did, he had a client that was on the line and he was goofing off. He was just laughing it off and he was just like, you know, Matter of fact, I don't care if I die. I don't know what he said, but he said he he joked about it. Right? He joked about death. Doesn't matter. I'll be dead. Probably what he, what he said. And you know what he said? He said, um, sir, you're gonna have for, you're gonna have to forgive me for uh, not laughing because those kids, man. And he brings it back home hey. real quick because those kids, man, kids, the grandkids, they don't see that. They don't they don't see these things, but they don't get to go to the Disneyland. If you leave behind money, if you if you don't take care of your funeral. So he hits it back home. And the guys, you could tell from the guy on the other side, he just shuts up real quick. Yeah, you're right. And he got, I was like, nice, T, got him. You, you got Shout it. out to Terrence, man.
3: Yes. Yeah, man, that was, uh, I remember that. Thank you, brother. Uh, <laughs> you got to just bring it back to that. Why, man, that people buy the insurance uh, for, you know, why they, the reason why they filled it out, like it's either the kids or the spouse or whatever. Just bring it back to that. Uh, and, I, and I got that from Brandon Kitchen. So you know, we all borrow some from everybody.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, man, that's awesome. So did you end up end up helping the guy out too. Did he end up getting a policy?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, I probably did. Yeah, yep. Okay. Uh one, one thing about it, once once they once they uh, admit to that why, and and they come out of their mouth, it's over with. Uh they're not buying insurance for you no more. They buying insurance for whoever they saying it's for. It, it you it don't matter what the cost is, it doesn't matter banking information, social, it don't matter then. Cause they're thinking about the kids.
4: So is that what you go for when you're uh selling? You're listening for their why?
3: Yes. Um that's that's the Jake Conan, Easton Patton, uh Zach Tarnowski, all them guys, they talk about. Feel your why box. Eastern Pan stay on the Y for 10 minutes. I don't know if anybody on this phone ever asked somebody their why question for 10 minutes. That's that's uncomfortable. You know, <laughs> just think about it. Just one or two questions, that's like two one minute in. Now you got nine more minutes, but he stayed there for 10 minutes. <laughs> and if you really stay, like feel that why box, like what is really gonna look like without it, and especially if you get the wife to say it on the phone, why they right there? What, what you gonna say? I don't want. I can't afford this sixty dollars a month. And you seen them last week buy a Henderson bottle for two hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. <laughs> what's what's the uh, put put it in perspective here? You know, like, real put it in perspective. Now not 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 your wife mad at you? You know, so you really want to put it at put it in perspective. Like, they got to hear it out loud to to their wife. You know, as a husband myself, and my wife says something messed up. It's gonna make me feel less of I wanna say less of a man, but I gotta, you know, fix that, you know. Uh and that and important is they don't know that to ask the person they, your job is to do it right now, make that feeling right now. So
1: well I mean look like it's all, it's always easier just to kind of roll with the punches and joke around with the client and, right. you know, and almost be a clown sometimes, which we don't want to get to that point. Like it's 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 important to have a little bit of levity. You know, but Terrence when you when you brought that up and said like I, I apologize if I'm not laughing, you know, because I gotta think about the kids. It's kind of an uncomfortable thing to 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 say to somebody, right? Did you feel uncomfortable? And
3: like what, what made you push and say it anyway?
1: Brother, uh
3: man, in the I used, when I started selling, I was going face to face and face to face, going why, you know, talking about their why, talking about what they're gonna have to do to get that pit in your stomach. But that's when you know you're going down the right path, right? So, I don't know if anybody on this, well, everybody on his self-insurance. So, people know about this situation I'm about to bring up. So, pretty much, you know, when you ask the client what it's going to look like without them, they give you one of these brush undercover, just check the box answers. And so, you like, okay, let me just keep going. Maybe I get them at the end. Maybe he'll 99% of the time. If you really write that down, you never sell those. The um, mm-hmm. people that's just, they kind of give you that, that check the box why it's better to lose the sale right then if you're going to lose it. Because if you keep going forward, they're going to give you some type of rebuttal. And it, and, it, right. and it's really not the real rebuttal. It's just that they don't know why they gained it. You know what I'm saying? They knew it at 3 o'clock in the morning yesterday when they filled out the form, but they don't know who you that. It's not live right now on the phone today. So what the, your job is, remove you out of the situation and whoever they thought about when they fill that form out at four o'clock in the morning, because most of the leads like in the middle of the morning, you know, like wow. late at night, two in the morning, eight, losing sleep. Whoever they thought about, then that's who you need to bring up. So that's yeah, what I'm if thinking. I could just
2: add what he meant by that, like it's better to lose the, the sale right then. Terrence is talking about he's overcoming that objection. He's closing the deal before even the price and the numbers go in. He's he's hammering that. Because if you can't get over the value and building the value of needing that insurance coverage today, it doesn't matter when you give them the quotes at the end, they're going to brush it off too. So that's what you meant.
4: How do you handle when a person doesn't have a beneficiary and they joke about saying, Well, I guess you can be my beneficiary? I had a man do that. I'm like, Well,
3: yeah. Well, it, when, whenever they joke, don't laugh until you fill out an application. When it, you, you lost the sale whenever you laugh. That's the first thing. The second thing is, if they don't want to give you no beneficiary, that's that's when they sold you because you believe that they didn't really fill out the form and they really not important to them. Does that make sense? So you got to be direct. Whenever they don't want to give you, OK, so Albert, if you died last night, who going to find your body today? Yeah. And you shut up. So who, who going to have to pick up the pieces when you're not gone? Somebody will have to pay for this. Oh, the state. OK, so you want to not die with dignity? Like you ain't got no kids, you want your kids to, you know, you want to go to the state, you want them to happen to your kids. Like, you know, like they it's somebody, you know, you just gotta even if it's a charity or whatever, they if if they really didn't care, you want they want to fill out the form, period. Excellent point.
1: Yeah, that's great stuff. So for, for all of you guys, if you guys are taking notes and just just recognize what Terrence is saying here. And this is through his experience because he's on live dials crushing it every day. He's he's putting in the work. And the thing is, I'm sure there was a point in which Terrence didn't challenge a client on that because the reality, if you break down the psychology of, of that interaction, the client's not taking the situation seriously. If he says like, well, I don't care what they do with me. Right. They're not taking it seriously. And then if you don't take yourself seriously and you don't, you don't challenge the client, he's not going to take you seriously. And then there's no, there's no transaction to be done. Right. So awesome job. I well, appreciate you uh, sharing a little bit. So we got, we got a lot to get to today. We got, we got a lot of, uh, People that we we want to share with, them. you know, like with with Terrence, if you if you if you don't say something like that, you're kind of just letting the whole thing slide. Yes, and then it's not gonna get the favorable result that you want. Which, once again, everybody loses. Not just yep. you didn't get the sale, like the client's not protected. That family's not gonna have that coverage of when that person pa- when that person passes away. You know, so like it's a risk to say something to to for him to, to step up and say something like that. It's also a risk if you don't say something. Mm-hmm. So there's always risk inherently involved and everything so you know that's kind of what we'll be talking about today just how to approach risk right right so that that's that's just getting us started so marlon are you on yes
4: yeah. brother how you doing man
1: what's up first of all i just want to say happy birthday marlon I'm really uh thank you bro really excited to uh to see another year of growth for you you know you, you you've been here for now what almost three years
5: three yeah almost three years and May would be three
1: years yeah so you've actually come a long way and i you know not not to Sound like an old guy, but you know, like when you came in, I was you like you were you you were less mature, obviously, you know, because we all were, and then you and then I just wasn't sure how seriously you're going to take this, and then now you're at this point where you're just like building a massive deal, you know, you're you're working towards something, and you know, I'm just I just want to say I'm really proud. Thank you, bro. Thank you.
5: I mean, that means a lot coming from you, especially you know you being the main leader for Elite and being I think everyone's mentor here. Um, and yeah, seeing me from day one, I I would agree. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, maturity to still, you know, gain in this business, but it's been quite a journey, you know? And I, I mean, I'd say that I came in, you know, pretty serious, but what FFL does to most people, what it did for me is coming from the old company, it's just a different approach. You know, the business Approach over there just doesn't work here. You have to change that quickly. So even though I was serious at the beginning, that didn't work. I I I had to make proper changes and you know adapt pretty much to the system here. And thankfully, it's been going going just fine. Thank God.
1: Yeah, and and, no. I, and I really enjoy watching the process too because you know you and I we've we've always we've always gotten along personally. We haven't seen eye to eye on everything in business. And, you know, we've had a little bit of falling out at, at one point. And, you know, well, fortunately, it's, it's a long, it's a long game. And we've yeah. got a chance to kind of talk it out, figure, figure out what we need to do. And, you know, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for this relationship. But, you know, need one thing, it. one thing I really noticed was, uh, hope you don't mind me putting this out there, but, you know, you you were, you got a chance to go down and visit your dad and spend a little bit of time yeah. personally. Yeah. This, this past month, you finished with personally, you, you, you finished with almost issue paying almost. With almost forty families that you helped, right Nice. and I caught myself there and the uh, nice. noise and and you know the the thing is like when when I saw you on vacation because you you posted some really nice pictures that looked beautiful out there and looked like you were having a great time, and I'm just like i always i always like when I watch people on vacation like i I never feel like envious or or I, I, I'm glad that people can enjoy their lives. I always look at it like, oh, they're out here and I'm, and like they're an adult they can make their own decisions. But sometimes, for certain people, I'm just like, okay, this person just complained about not making the <laughs> <their> financial <laughs> situation. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be on vacation. In other
5: words, <laughs> kind of thing.
1: I mean, I'm like, you should do whatever you want, but then don't complain when you get back about not having this and this is falling right, and right, right. And with with you, I mean, this this speaks to the progress that you've had in your three years here. When you're when you were there, I'm like, cool. He just helped 40 families. You know, he's he's making money. He's doing well for himself. He's 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 uh, maturing. He's got a bunch of different things going on. I hope he enjoys. Right. And that's the genuine feeling that I had. And I, I felt great to be like someone that I feel like I that's under my carrot to some extent is able to thrive and, and go take care of his business and then also go and enjoy life.
5: Yeah, bro. I mean, first of all, thank you again for, for saying that. And um, it's funny you bring that up because I was uh, having a talk earlier with uh, Julian and John tell and, um, you know, if you guys don't know who they are, they're two up and coming managers and producers. And that's one of the things. So personally, you know, everybody's different. Like some people don't like to kind of show off what they're doing with their money. And, uh, and I understand that because that can be misinterpreted. Like if you start showing off this and that, it's like you come off maybe as, I don't know, maybe an a-hole or whatever. But one of the things for me is that I, I do want to show off some of the stuff that you know, I'm able to do because I really want to brag on the opportunity. And and that's really what it is, is that I'm able to help 40 families, you know, in the month of February, 12 families, week one of March, and I'm still able to do that. You know, I, I really want to show and be an example of like a balance because work is not everything to me, but it's my foundation. Without FFL, I can't have a home. I can't have the car. My kids can't have with it. You know what I'm like? This takes care ter- of everything for me and my family, so um, I think it's very important as a leader and a manager um, to lead from the front one, and you know to really show off what you can do because you know everybody's different. Some people don't care about some of that stuff. I personally do. Like I, I don't want to see you know like all. I, I kind of want to know what you can do with so much money. Like when you help so many families, man, what's your lifestyle like? Like what kind of trips can you go on? What kind of food can you eat? Like, and this is coming from a person that's been broke most of his life. You know, I wasn't exposed to any of that. And yeah, to me, that's attractive. There's a different world out there. And, you know, if I can do that for me, my family and teach others to do that, I think it's a very powerful thing. So um, we had a great time. We had a great time. I mean, to go even deeper, that's my father. That's my father that, you know, he got deported years ago and, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. You know, last year I went to this island, Roatan, and um, it was the first time I saw him. It was the first time I met my little brother. So these are very uh, emotional, but um, necessary and heartwarming trips for me. And it's all because of FFL. Like, I mean, I've, I'm I'm working hard for sure, but, you know, to tie into that maturity that we we're talking about earlier, yeah, early on, I just didn't understand any of that, you know, I didn't understand the, the work that it took and the scheduling and the discipline, but now definitely having an agency and the responsibility that comes with a large agency, you just, I mean, I would hope that someone in a position like that would take it seriously and, and take advantage of it because, you know, one of the things that I, I believe in is taking advantage of our high contracts. You know, if we're, I mean, it's one of the most, appealing things about FFL, right? Is that, Hey, we're going to double your contractor comp. And unfortunately many people don't take advantage of that. It's like, they just let that, you know, kind of sit and simmer. And, um, for me, it's like, dude, if I got X amount of contract, like, I'm going to go to work and make as much money as I can. And, um, you know, that's just my mindset. Like my mindset is I take what Sean said, Sean, Mike Garcia, he said, your best override is going to be your own pen. So if I have the highest contract on my team, I'm gonna go to work. And I'm kind of, I'm I'm also kind of live, I'm I'm gonna live like I don't have a team. Like, yeah, there's overrides coming, there's passive income coming, but in my head, I don't have any of that coming. And I only depend on myself. So that keeps me hungry. It keeps me on my toes. And and you know, I just love sales, period, because it just keeps you, sales forces you to grow and stay up to date and stay sharp. So it's, it's fun, man. Like you can definitely have a good balance. You can, you know, enjoy life. You can make a lot of money and do whatever you want with it. You know, whether that looks like going to an Island or donating that to charity, do you, but you know, just don't be broke and don't complain because you don't have to live that way. Not, not here at least.
1: Awesome. Well, I just wanted to have you on real quick, just so I can wish you a Happy birthday! Thank formula. you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'll see you see you this weekend. We're gonna celebrate your birthday properly. See you soon. See you soon. <laughs> All right, my man. Okay, so that's 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 awesome. I I love those type of stories. I love when people actually can do because you know sometimes you see people on social media, and, and don't get, don't be fooled. Most of the time, when you guys, you guys right. are on here watching. You see people on social media. They're they're posing in front of a car that's not theirs. Yeah. They're taking pictures at a certain angle to to take a picture of someone else's bottle at someone else's table <laughs> in a club, like. I do like People know. I think people. I think people generally want. Yeah. You know, you know when it's favorite. Right. right. No, I don't. You, you don't. <laughs> okay. Well,
4: they freak one me one one. out. I mean, they fool me. But I, I'm when he says take a picture of someone else's bottom. I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, so you, you guys got Linda,
4: but you probably won't want
1: to get everybody. You know. So, so that's just that's just the thing. I mean, like you see things on social media. I'm like, like most of these rappers, you know, yeah, the, that's true. They have to Uber. <laughs> to their to their to their video shoots, yeah. and then like they're drop they're, they're rolling around in someone else's Lamborghini, and then they got to go home to their
2: or it's like, rented the broke, <laughs> their broke apartment,
1: right? Yeah. And you know that's so it's not everything you see on, on social media is real, but I mean that that felt genuinely great to me watching Marlon because I know how much work he put into the previous month and yeah. how much he made and all this other stuff, and I'm like I know his team's doing well, so you know when you see those pictures, you're like, oh this is this is awesome! Like this is it's like a validation of the things that we can do if you. Put in the right work. You put it. You commit to yourself. Just put in that time. Like you took the right risk at the right time, and you're willing to put in the work behind it. So, mm-hmm. so that's a uh, that's just great to see. So, um, before we get to Drew, Ashley, Trent, are you on here? We're gonna finish with Drew here. What up? <laughs> what up, my man? Speak. Speaking <laughs> of risk, here, here's a guy that takes probably more risk unnecessarily <laughs> than he needs to. Yeah, for sure. One of my good buddies, and you know. I, first of all, I just want to say I appreciate you reaching out to me during this time that I've been un- unable to work. Because you know that, you know, as, as stupid as it sounds, like first of all, I, I, I still want to say this. I had a few people reach out to me, and they thought I was like dying. Right? So said they're like, "Hey, I saw you all put together a reel where I said like I'm dealing with some health stuff," and the people just people like reaching out to me, random people, and they're just like, "Hey, are you okay? Like, are you dying?" And <laughs> so I just want to say I'm okay. Like, like, like there, there things could always be worse. There's, there, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Right, so I just I just want to say thank you for the concern for anyone that reached out. But you know during during those times, yeah, sometimes you got way too much time in your hand. You starts to get a little dark in your thoughts, and then and then you got someone like Trent that just reaches out to you. Some some a friend when a friend just reaches out and just says like how are you doing makes a few jokes, you know. Just and I'm just like okay cool. I'm like I got I got snap back into it, and you know that's been tremendously helpful along this process. So first of all, thank you for that.
6: No big deal man I got to keep you on your toes brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know as far as uh as far as risk you know I I just want to I you and I we've been talking recently about you know managing our business and making sure that you know we take the appropriate amount of risk and you know ma- you know, mitigate some of the things that in which we don't need to take risks on. And the one one thing that we ended up talking about you know this morning in particular was just about leads. You know your how important is leads and you know why is it important to invest because most people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to invest because what if I don't get the return or what if it doesn't turn out the way I expect? Yeah, well, I, think, risk? I, I mean,
6: I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, I mean, le- leads are, how do I put this? A lead's a lead, you know, you're going to, you're going to have like some that are good, some are bad. Some say they're amazing and they're not. Some are, you would think not to be so good. You make some sales on like the end of the day is that you're always doing something. That That's kind of how I look at it, you know? So it's like, for me, I like to make sure that, like, I like live transfers because I'm lazy. I'll be honest. But in between that, you know, live transfers cost a lot of money. Okay? There's more risk than that. So in between live transfers, you're going to have, like, maybe, your you know, your, your one-month lead or your instant internet leads. And then you're going to have, like, your age leads, too, as well. You just have to keep productivity. And everyone's, it's funny to me because, I, I mean, I can make a lead company and call it anything I wanted. And put it and put it in like a, you know, the group chat. And it was like, oh my God, what's that? What's that? What's that? It's like, right. it's hilarious. Like I could, I could do that and probably make a, a million dollars, you know, but the, the day, like, it's not really about the leads. Yeah. You have to have a good number to that individual, but you just got to kind of have to keep working. Like I've tried so many leads and some leads come out that sound really good. Like kind of had a conversation this morning about something I'm going to try. But if you go in there, like scared, it's not going to work out. Like, who goes into a basketball game that is scared and scores 50 points? <laughs> Never happens. You know? See, like, it's okay to have a little, like, reserve on being successful. And that's what I think it is. Some people really just don't think they can be successful, like, deep down, which is kind of sad to see. But, I mean, it just – it is what it is. So, if you just go to work and go, hey, look, I'm going to have a good day. And that's the thing I tell myself every morning. This sounds crazy. Don't take the wrong way. Every morning I wake up, first thing I say is, Trent, you're the man. Every day, dude. That's <laughs> great affirmation. It's just how it is. Like I have to set myself in a good mentality because we're all going to have stress that comes into our lives, whether we want it or not. So let me control what I can control. If I can't control it, I'm going to put my backpack, I'm going to zip up my jam sport and I'm going to keep on going forward. That's just kind of how it is for me. So it's like having a positive mentality, feeling good about investing in your business and yourself. That's a big thing. You know, like, cause the same people that go, Oh, well, you know, and I've been a culprit of this dude. I have, I mean, I remember this was like probably two months ago and I was like, I don't know if I want to put, you know, two grand into this lead company I didn't know about. I went out that weekend and got bottle service. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't correlate. You know what I mean? So it's like, and, and that's my thing. Like just feel good about investing in your business. You should. Successful business owners feel good about taking money that they've made and putting it back in their business. And it's okay to be tight, but maybe you're just tight because you're not investing. You're like, like when people buy leads, right? And I always tell people this, like you can't buy 10 leads and expect to know if the lead company is decent. Like get yourself, like you got to spend 500 or a thousand dollars on leads to get a good 50, 100 or whatever it is to really know if it makes sense. Cause you feel too small with that. So like a lot of people, they go, oh, this new be like age leads or whatever. I'm gonna put a hundred bucks into it. I'm like, oh, big ball. Let's see how it goes. And they don't sell anybody, and they're all upset. And then what do they do? They walk around with the chip on their shoulder, like, oh, age leads, forget them. They're garbage. How many did you buy? Eight. Oh, makes a lot of sense, right? So I think it's just the lead thing is just there are some companies that come out, come out and do a really good job. Enjoy that. But if you always have different leads coming in. Or leads you're using it's just a productivity thing like if you make 300 calls a day it's physically impossible to not make money like it just is maybe some days you won't but they don't have that day where you write or you protect six or seven families you know what i mean and that's just i've had days like that where like last monday i go in there or no, i think the friday before that i got slaughtered i went like oh for six spent like 600 bucks next day slaughtered and then they, after that I- I mean, protect the seven families, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just how it works, you know? It's like, if you're spending time in the wrong mindset, you'll never find the right one. It's the same thing like hanging out with people, right? If you're hanging out with the wrong people, you never find the people that you should be with to excel. That's another thing, too. Get away from negative people. That's, that's where I'm going to leave it. Negative people in your life, throw them in the trash, man. They ain't worth anything. They're really not. You have family members that are negative get in the little five minutes, say, hey, mama, I got to go. Boop, I'm going on with my day. Doesn't yeah, mean you don't I think, love me, but you have to be around positive
2: aspects. Yeah. Think speaking that. of that positivity about, you know, how, how you're, you're having a good affirmation about, you know, Trent, you're going to be a man. Whatever you're saying in the morning about yourself, about your leads, about your business, your mind and your body's going to live up to that expectation. And if you don't live up to that expectation, it's going to be an awkward feeling. So would yeah. you rather ask yourself in the morning, John, I'm going to do great. I'm going to sell these leads or you wake up in the morning and says, I got these appointments. I'm scared that I'm going to get no shit and they're not going to work and they're not going to buy. Your body will completely shift and feel and make up to that expectation of what you said.
1: You Live up to your own expectations.
2: Right. So are you going to take that risk or is it an investment? Really? So you got to just put in a, a full head of steam of saying like, we're going to make a great day. I'm going to sell all these people. I'm going to help out a lot of families. And if you just continue to say that every single day with your productivity and with your work ethic and your work schedule, along with the people that's around you with the, the, the live dials, it's going to yeah. continue to work.
4: I yeah. feel the same way. I think that one of the things that I hear amongst my business and I'm a part-timer in here, but full-time I deal with people. And affirmations are so important because people watch what I do on, on a regular basis. And they're like, Linda, how do you go on? And like you, I basically tell myself, Linda, you're doing good. Every day is one, a new day. And today I'm going to try my best. And all I have is my best. Yes. That feels very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And So when, when we're doing this industry and we look at it as, you know what, I'm going to help so many families, yes, we get paid and it's great. But the idea of the word help is really the, the, the bottom line is that we're doing something that's better and bigger than ourselves. And what we see is every day is not promised to any of us, you know. And on any given day, somebody might not be having a great day and someone may want to end their, their day. And what we have to say and offer on the phone might be something that can be life ta- changing. And so for me, every day, I have to tell myself, Linda, you're doing a good job. Yesterday, you did a good job. You know, today's a new day. And so with that, it allows me to keep going. And then what happens is I believe it. Yep. And I remember my sister saying, you know, one thing about you, you're transparent. And she laughed because I said, and then you're going to believe it. Because when I say things, most people believe that I believe it every day and that I never have a hard time because that's just what I always put out. But it is not true. I always have days where I'm doubting because I'm my worst enemy, you know what I mean? But I'm also my biggest fan at times.
2: But you can realize that. So same thing with the numbers. Like uh, I have a conversation with Jason. He he set up a goal right now. Instead of the AP goals, instead of of anything goals, his goal is 24 families, right? Mm -hmm. So if you wake up in the morning having that goal in mind, whatever you're short on, guess what you're... how, How do you feel the next day? you're feeling positive, you're feeling like okay, I got more to accomplish the next day. The same thing when you wake up, I'm going to help five families, you helped out three, <laughs> you're yearning for more. Who's that? Right? Jason. Jason Steiner, yeah. That's for Kobe, uh, right? Yeah. 24. Yeah, so he said 12, <laughs> you know, 9 days in, into the the month, so he's ahead.
1: That's great. Well, that that's the thing. linda the trend you got with the affirmation, what you're doing is whatever you're saying positive it may or may not happen that day. That's just how right. it's actually going to happen. But what you're doing is you're conditioning your mind and your spirit to be ready to accept it when it comes. Yes. And in those, in those times, like you're not fighting it because you're not predisposed to thinking, oh, today's going to suck and <laughs> right. it's going to be a rough day today. Because if you think that way, it's going to be. Yep. Like it's yeah. just, you're attracting that into your life. Right.
2: Yeah. You materialize that.
1: So, 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 Trent, just, just, to, just to wrap up, I mean, so you've, you've been, you've been, uh, never been shy to invest. You know, and not just this, but different things. And, you know, so that's, that's the thing. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is when you invest, you got to look at the bigger picture. And when people when people look at, I'm just going to buy four leads because I don't want to spend too much in case it doesn't work out. What are you looking forward to? Like, you're just looking to not lose. Yeah. And you're going to lose. Yeah. So you, you got to look at the perspective upside for everything that you, that you take your risk. In. Is that how you approach risk? Yeah, I mean, it's, but the, here's the thing. Like, people
6: expect risk to like equal instant reward, you know, and that's, and I think that's the correlation, you know, like we've all done this. Like we bought, you know, a pack of leads, man. You know, we we heard the juice on it all week long, man. Everyone wants insurance. They want to give you all their family. Like you're all jaded up, wake up in the morning, hit the gym, you're looking swole, get get on the computer. No one answers the phone, right? We've all done that. And we're all like, oh man, this is like trash talking to leads and stuff. But you can't, you can't look at it like that. Like I can tell you some of my largest investments in my life took months or even years for them to pay off, you know, like it, it, it's crazy, you know? So it's like for me, and I get caught in that sometimes because I've had a couple investments that I place stuff in that's made me a, a ton of money really quick. So I have to catch myself and go, Hey, look, Trent, it's not really about where, who you're going to be tomorrow. You know, it's like, who, who are you going to be? in 90 days. So like 90, I always do 90 days. It's a really calculable time period where I can kind of like figure out a lot of stuff and I can like just hit the ground running a year is just a long time, but just in general, like, Oh, Hey, look, we're going to start running these leads. Okay. If they don't call them, if they don't pick up, I'm going to call them three times in a row, but I feel good about it. So it's like, I'm looking at down the road. Now do I take some risk where I know there's a hole in front of me? I'm like, Hey, let's, let's hop in. I've done that before. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think life is full of those different types of risks. you know, so it's always like outward longevity that I think about. I wanna go know where it's at right now and where I could take it. Not necessarily where it could go, but where I could take it. That's the big picture, you know?
4: I agree with that. I think that over the years uh, I've, I've looked at tangibles, like I've owned properties and I've had to work those properties. And now in this industry, I realize that annuities can be calculated into uh, properties. So the way I look at it is I've always looked at my house as my bank. So with equity, I can literally talk people into doing what I do. I take equity out of my house and I can put it into an annuity. And within a 30-year window of time, which is what a mortgage is, that annuity will grow into the equity for a whole house without doing work of managing that house. So the way I look at it is I can literally have 10 annuities without having a manager of it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a property manager. I don't have to have uh, uh, plumbers and electricians and all of that, which is what I grew up under with my dad being a contractor. I saw that industry. I saw how it worked. Now I'm transposing it because I am older. I feel like I'm wiser. I look at annuities as properties. So the way I look at people, I'm now encouraging them Take your 401ks and roll over it into an annuity. Annuity is a single premium uh, deposit. You don't have to feed it. You don't have to manage it. It is there for you. You nice. can do the same thing two to- every two years. You can do it annuity. And then by the time you're retiring, especially at my age, I have another good 10 years. By the time I retire, I want to have at least 10, what I call properties, but my properties are going to be annuities. And there'll be things that I don't have to manage. There are also things that can have death benefit. There there are things that I can leave behind to my three children. So with that, it's a security that I'm willing to take a chance at. And you got to spend money in order to make money. So those are the adjustments that I've made over the years, you know, at my age. I've owned properties. I've owned houses. I've lost money behind them in different states. And now I realize that this is actually less work, you know, putting it into... Selling to people and talking them into doing what I already want to do. I don't want to sell people on things that I don't want. It's just that's the way I can feel good about getting up in the morning. I want to sell someone on what I actually will do. What are my yeah. actual numbers? And so mm-hmm. I, I really like that. I can affirm it. Uh, I agree with you, my brother, that, you know, you got to tell yourself some stuff, you know, to keep yep. it going. That's right. so keep it up. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta
1: have a, gotta have a plan ahead. So mean, as far as far as taking risks, I mean, look, we all gotta take risks. Yeah, and if you, by you not taking risks, you're taking a risk anyway. Right. But if you take a risk, you gotta be a calculated risk in that you know exactly where this is going, or you have an idea, have a reasonably good idea where you want to go with this thing. So if you if you take that risk, like you're investing in leads, if you're not gonna work them, it's a it's a pretty bad risk. Right, exactly. So you still have to commit to it. You still got you still got to put in that time. So. Trent, before before we let you go, you know Ter- Terrence was on here a couple of weeks ago too when we were talking about um, we were just talking about like different word tracks and how and people on live dials, and then we were ta- we were actually just talking. I was I was joking because you couldn't join us that week, and I was like I was like, isn't it great that like I could be on there, I could fumble through it, still make a sale just based on the numbers, and then there's people like Trent who sounds incredibly <laughs> confident. He's having a good time, you know. He's he's joking with the client, and he sounds incredibly confident. But he's still not going to close everybody anyway, right? So the thing is, the numbers are the numbers. You can't beat the numbers, and the numbers can't beat you.
6: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's all a numbers game. And
1: the one thing I will say about live
6: dials is, careful what you say, because ki- people have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that. <laughs> That's the first thing I will say. But, but yeah, no, it, it, is, it is a numbers game. Uh, it is a numbers game, man. You know, like, every morning I get on, um, Terrace is on, Gerald's on. I mean, th- those cats are always on. You know, um, so it's like it just it just is. And you got to be OK with like with some days. It's just it's just not going to work out how you want. That's all good. You're like, hey, I'm not really thinking about today, you know, and like and I, in my life, like I've been broke, you know, I mean, I've been broke, you know, Marlon's been broke, like he said. Um, you know, that's just kind of that's just how it is. But sometimes you get pushed against the wall, you start really realizing things. But there's two types of people, right? Like, if you get pushed against the wall, like, there's people that are going to cry and they're going to complain, and there's people that are going to make a change. So it's like, I I can't remember um, where I heard this, but someone was interviewing um, Warren Buffett, and they were like, hey, you know, why, like, your your whole system of wealth, like, why? It seems so simple. Why don't people follow you? And very simple answer is, you know what? People have a really hard time getting rich slow. And sometimes I hate to say this, it's like, sometimes it's better not to have the money in your pocket because I know if I got a couple bands in my pocket, that's getting spent.
2: Bottle service.
6: <laughs> Bottle service. I'm like, how much for a table? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two.
4: <laughs>
6: you know, so if that, money, if that money's already like in some type of lead generation system, I can't spend it. You know, so like, even for me, like I keep all my money in investments. Like, my checking account looks like I should be on food stamps. Nothing against food stamps. (laughs) But that's just how it is because I know when it's in my palms, I go like this with it, like this. That's just how I am. So, like, I just want to keep all my money into what's moving, you know, like, because I'm an irrational spender. So I want to put my money away already in my investments. Kind of like what you were saying is that, hey, you know, if you have all this money, people may think, hey, look, maybe I'm out a couple thousand bucks a month because I'm spending on leads or, Properties or annuities, but dude, look where you're gonna be in 20 years. Right. Because how many people in their 50s and 60s go, man, wish it would have started sooner. It's like hate to say it, brother. You can't extend your life. I wish you would have too. You know, like that's just that's just kind of how it is. So I'm I'm a big fan of that. I really am. Like I've taken a big risk, I've lost for sure on some of them, but it's okay. Because once again, I wake up and I say, What? It's not you the ring?
1: And sometimes my girl next to me looks at me and gets no, you're not. That's just how it works. But, you know. <laughs> cool. Well, great, great stuff, Trent. I mean, appreciate, appreciate you hopping on and just sharing a little bit of uh, yeah. perspective. And in case no one's told you, aside from you, Trent, you're the man. Oh, huh. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> All right. So
2: Look, looking very patriotic, by the way. I love it.
1: I know.
6: That was just for, for you.
1: Just for you only. <laughs> All right. So Drew, are you on your side to keep you waiting?
0: Yeah, I'm on here. No worries. That's been good so far. Yeah, we wanted to save save the best for
1: last. Since you just came off a month, which I think you've helped close to twenty six families, if I'm not mistaken,
0: and then you finished like, first. Sorry? Yeah, something like that. It should have been a lot higher, but nothing issued to, or a bunch of them didn't issue until like this week. So it it is what it is, man. But we're gonna keep going.
1: Yeah, you're you're off to a good start. You I mean you 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 helped close to nine families this week, the first week of March. So then. It's just gonna it's just gonna come if you put in the work, you know, it's gonna it's gonna pay off at some point. Yep. So that's actually something that I wanted to touch on, you know, because you know, you uh, if you guys haven't seen what what's your handle on IG?
0: DM the Drew.
1: DM mm-hmm. the Drew. So mm-hmm. so Drew's been putting out a lot of really good content. Micah shares it with you all sometimes, and you know, sometimes sometimes we get a chance to 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 see, and you you know, you're on there talking about um the the importance of advanced market products and you know that's that's the thing like it's there's a lot of great stuff a lot of great tools that you can use within this business within within our portfolio the thing is like as as drew mentioned just a second ago he was expecting to issue earlier but then sometimes these things take a little bit longer so it's not it's it's not necessarily a risk I would say but it's a different type of method or system in which you gotta learn how to work. Right. To, for you to be profitable for you to, to continue to make money on a regular basis. So I, I actually wanted you to start, start talking, talking about that. I mean, how, do, what's your method? How, like, do you, what do you focus on? What, what are the inherent risks between both?
0: So one thing you got to think about when you're doing any kind of AMS advanced, advanced market sales is it just takes longer to issue, which means it takes longer to get paid. So like when you're doing writing a policy with AmeriCo, man you're getting paid 2 days later right it's in your account if you're writing a policy for an iul or an annuity i haven't done many annuities to be honest but um done quite a few iuls lately and typically the underwriting process is just longer you're looking at 2 or 3 weeks then it issues then you know another week till you get paid it's a lo- it's just a longer process all the way around so one thing that i would say is you can't just forget about the simplified issue. Yeah, I want to write as many IULs and such that I can because, I mean, look at the numbers at the end of the day. You get to help a lot of families in a hurry, right? But you can't forget about the other stuff. It, it pays to do it all. And that's why we do it all. That's why we start with simplified issue. It's simple. It's easy. It's fast. You get money in your pocket that week right? Like it's just simple, but when you can try to, when you're talking to people who number one are in a little better financial place and have some money to technically it's not investing, but uh, some money to set aside for their future in a smart way, you can provide a ton of value to those types of peoples with the right strategies and right plans. Right. And if you get paid on the value you provide that's in this business. That's in real estate. I do a little real estate that's in any business you're in. You get paid based off the value you provide. And when you can start providing tremendous value down the road for these clients, you're writing policies that pay you commissions that, you know, at my previous job would have taken me three months to make that money. Like you're, you're providing a different level of value at the same time, it takes longer to do. Like if I'm writing a, an IUL for said client, we're going to be on the phone for at least two hours, probably more than one appointment. It's rare that you can do those one call close. Right. It's and lots just, of,
1: and lots of follow-up as well. Right.
0: Right, right. Typically there's follow-up, you know, I mean, you're following up. If you're a good agent, you're going to be following up with your clients either way. But with an IUL, there is more follow-up. There's, you have the delivery receipts you have to take care of. You got different stuff. You want to make sure they understand it too. When somebody's putting however many, uh, a band a week or a month into their policy, they want to know how it works. And it's not just, hey, $60 a month, you get a $40,000 death benefit. It's not that. It's right. different, right? There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more intricacies on how they actually access the cash value all the way through. And your, your value you're providing includes being that person they can talk to down the road, and that is there for them to help with their policy and any, any needs they have.
1: Not to mention all the... Follow up work with the carriers. I feel like I I have them on speed dial whenever I submit an IUL policy because I got to go back and forth and you know it's not just it, there's just a lot more work yeah. with America. If you sign sign up for policy decision on the spot, boom, you're done. It's funny, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, you're gonna want to develop some relationships at the carriers.
2: That's yeah, right. it's funny. I had a a policy I wrote an IUL in December, end of December. I just got paid on it this Monday. <laughs> 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 follow-ups on follow-ups uh, the, the client had a birthday the company was like do you want to save age birthday i'm all like why do we need to save each birthday is not it go by the, the nearest birthday regardless I'm like, what's up with these follow-ups? <laughs> and all these things happen. A lot of crazy variables that can happen. But it's rewarding. You do get paid well. It's a big, big ticket type of sales, which means to sell big tickets, you got to create big value, big confidence in yourself to know what you're selling. The client has to trust
1: you first before the product. Speaking, speaking of big ticket, speaking of big ticket, I mean, I, sometimes I, I get some agents who are like, oh, hey. What's up with those annuities or what's up with those IEOs? I just want to do those. Yeah. And like for me, I'm always like bad plan. Yeah. Bad plan. I'm not now the thing is if they're so new. Yeah, get don't misunderstand me. I think they're great tools. I think they're awesome tools to have in the toolkit. It's, it's great that we have that ability to be able to help clients out with that. So I'm not knocking the utility in that. I just I'm just I just know for from experience that it's not for everybody for yeah. one. But second of all, it's also. You need to diversify your business so you ha- you get some cash flow in the meantime until those things pay out. So, you know, I, I never, I would never tell someone, hey, don't write those things because obviously we should and like we should incorporate that into our into our business. But the thing is, if your people make that that primary focus and they're doing, think about why they're making the primary focus. Because number it's a one, big ticket, <laughs> it's a big ticket, big money. But there, a lot of times people bypass the regular simplified issue work because they'd rather do less work. Yes. They rather keep it. They think it's going to make them rich. With less, with the least amount of work, when in reality, it's not, it's not going to be the case. Like you got to build up your experience to get to that point. Because even when we look at the group, the group chat, when people post a uh, sale for like a baby sale to help, we just helped sign up a kid or whatever, right? That or something like that for for the annual premium, which you'll probably have to edit out. but-, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, but you can fix yourself with that part. <laughs> but but the, but the thing is, it it looks like a small one, and, and then like Drew like last, last week or something, you, you did, you did a policy where you helped 16 families or something. Right. Yeah. And I, I was like, I was like, Congrats, by the way. that's sexy. Right. Yeah. Like you just look at it like, Ooh, that's sexy. You, know, you look at the other policies with like a small one and you're like, it's, it's still good because it still helps yes. somebody out. But we just can't get drawn to that, to that idea of just thinking, I'm just going to sell all the big stuff. So I have to work, I can work less and get rich quicker because yeah. it doesn't work out that way.
0: 100%. And One thing I'll say back to what John was saying there, it's, I think it's John, whatever your name is, Uh, um, what you were saying (laughs) about uh, not jumping into that in the beginning, like one thing with selling those bigger ticket sales, those high ticket sales, you have to understand them really well. Because if you don't understand the product yourself in and out all the way, you can't truly believe in it like you need to. And if you don't have that rock solid belief that, hey, look, you know, I'll pull out my policy right here and show it to you. This is what I have. This is what I set all my family up. This bar none is the best insurance policy that is available. And on top of that, I think every single person in the country should have one on some level. When you don't have that kind of mindset and you come across Little unstable, a little unsure, and that the client feels that they're like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea, but how do I even know you're setting me up with the right policy or you're structuring it right? Because the way you structure an IUL really is important. How do I know you're even doing it right? You don't sound like you know what you're talking about, or you don't sound like you're like you're sure you do, and you're gonna lose that sale when a new agent comes on and they're like, hey, I got this client that wants to do X, Y, Z. First thing I'm le- saying is let's do the call together because you need to have that confidence on your call. Even if it's not you, it somebody on the call has to have that confidence or it's going to slip through and they're going to go talk to X, Y, Z person guru from Instagram who has that confidence. And that does make a difference.
2: Yeah. Credibility runs, runs big, especially on big ticket items. Like uh, I got to, couple of uh, in-laws siblings and, and whatnot and, and then they start talking about their kids they start talking about IULs for their kids and most of the time they're just asking what are you doing I'll do what you're doing okay. but if you don't have one you don't know how it works that's why you don't have one what credibility do you have you lose them right there
1: you look like you're full of crap yeah
0: and so, you probably are
1: <laughs> yeah no there, there's a and it all it all ties in I mean like it goes back into the People don't just don't want to do the work. They just want to, they just want to seem like they know what they're doing so they can just trick a few people into getting big policies and they think they're going to become rich and then you're back in the same position. And are there exceptions? Yeah, of course. But I mean, that, that would never be the way I prescribe anybody to start their, their insurance business that way, unless you came in specifically with that and you're willing to put in the work to learn how to learn how to, how to understand that part of the aspect, that aspect of the business. And you know, but, but just be realistic with yourself. That's, that's the thing.
4: I agree. Now
1: you were speaking about IG gurus. If they, if they were to go on there and start looking up other people and then everyone's got an opinion, as we were talking about in the Q and A the other day on John, John's post, you know, people, people started like commenting, No, oh, this is the way to go. This yeah. is the way to go. And people, people, people on the internet, internet pla- internet's an ugly place, <laughs> <overall>. <laughs> but you've decided to, to take hold of that and, and take charge. And you've owned your social media and you decided to put out a lot of useful content about advanced market type products and, What what compelled you to do that? What 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 was your goal in uh, doing so?
0: Well, I guess starting out on that, I was watching a couple other channels of a couple other people at FFL that were absolutely killing it, you know, double Hall of Fame kind of production. And that's what they were doing. And I reached out to them. I said, what are you guys doing? They said, well, we're running some social media ads, but the majority of our business comes from organic social media and i said i started looking at their content i said all they're doing is making videos that educate people how to how to do it properly how they can you know build a tax free retirement or how they can structure an annuity or like they're just putting educational content out and i said well that can't be that hard if i can if i can help 800 families a, a year by putting out instagram reels i'm like why not and then i mean i started doing it and it's a lot harder than you think, Uh, which, you know, Albert, you put out a lot of, a lot of content too. And it's, you know, as well as I do, it's not easy to put out good content. And, you know, I'm still in the very beginning of it. Every single video gets better and better, but, and and just learning how to actually record content. But at the end of the day, like social media is free marketing. If this was 20 years ago and you wanted to get your name out there, you had to pay for radio or TV ads or a billboard. $1,000 a month for a billboard beside a highway. And that's on the low end. Like, and how many people do you really get from that? Probably not real many. And social media is a place where not only has it become your resume, like if people want to know who you are, they go to your social media. But not only that, but it's a place where you can put out a lot of educational content and develop your own personal brand where when people think of IUL, they're thinking, hey, well, let me, I saw this video on Instagram. I follow this guy. I don't know what his name is, but he really seemed to know what he was talking about. He, I really liked what he was showing me. And it's not an instant game. You can't start posting content and think you're going to be you know picking up an extra client a week from social media in the first month or two it's a long game mm-hmm. it's it's not instant at all like the first 2 months i was doing it which wasn't super consistent straight up honest i didn't get any clients from it then and i was getting discouraged not being consistent i'm like okay what do i need to do differently so it comes down to evaluating what are your goals what are you trying to accomplish here well if I want people to follow me, I have to put out value. They're not going to follow somebody just because he talks into a microphone or has a bunch of cool emojis flashing on the reel. Like anyone who follows you because of that doesn't have money to invest. Like it's not your client, right? So you got to put out value and a lot of it. And eventually some of those reels, some of those TikTok videos, some of those uh, Facebook reels, whatever they are, they're gonna, one or two of them is gonna go viral for no apparent reason and get thousands of views. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, you get hundreds, if not thousands of followers. And every follower you get, if you're doing content right, is eventually gonna turn into a client in some way, shape or form, or not every single one, but a large, large percentage of them eventually will turn into clients. Whether they turn into recruits, whether they turn into clients, whether they turn into referrals for one of their friends or family that's like, hey, my brother seen your Instagram videos. He liked them. He told me to talk to you about this because I was I was hoping to do X, Y, Z. Right. Your social media following is your biggest reach. And at the end of the day in this business, we get paid by selling policies. Period. We get paid when we do, we get paid when our downlines do. How do we sell policies? We talk to people. How do we talk to people? We either connect with them at the grocery store, they see us and reach out to us from social media or we buy leads. Buying leads is the easiest, most predictable way. It's not necessarily the most profitable. And when you can, it's the least profitable because you're spending money for it. But if you can develop, and I'm by no way saying don't buy leads, like absolutely buy leads. I still buy a ton of leads, uh, a number that if my wife found out, she'd probably lose her, lose her shorts. <laughs> but like, if you still got to buy leads. But if you can generate those, those extra contacts from social media or from talking to a random stranger at the gas station, that makes a difference. And that's going to move your bottom line a lot higher at the end of the day, like, and just remember, like, think about it this way. So in the same way that, you know how if you're, if you're dialing the phone and you're not working very hard and you sell, you help four families in a week and the next week you're like, okay, I'm gonna work really hard for this amount of time. You work twice as hard, suddenly you help 15 families. You grow exponentially. like the amount of work you put in is not necessarily even with the amount of output you get. It just isn't, I don't know why, but it ain't. Same with social media. If you're posting one video a week and you're getting one client a month or every two months, when you, go, when you double that and do two videos a week, your, your organic reach is going through the roof. And when you quadruple that, your your reach doesn't quadruple, it increases exponentially, way more t- 10xs or 20xs. So when you can stay consistent at social media, the algorithms they like that because they want creators to put content out because that's their entire business.
1: Right.
0: So when you can be what the algorithms like, they push your content, put you in front of a ton of people. When you get in front of a ton of people, if your content's any, any good, or if you have, if you're providing value, they're going to start to trust you and think about you when they're ready to set up their own policy. And yeah, just saying, I've probably helped close to 20 to 30 families over the last two months from social media. Wow! So it pays guys, Put, take that time. You know, you can't dial the phone after, you know, maybe 8.30 or 9.00 PM in your local time zone. Take that time, put some videos out. It's worthwhile. Video, videos with value. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I mean, don't you mind do really looking dance. at some dancing, pointing at life insurance, annuities. I don't know what people are doing, but provide some value. Yep. You're not gonna get a follow because you did some weird little trick on it with a filter. But if you're providing real value, People are going to want to know more. People naturally are curious. And if you can get past that first three seconds and they're still watching and get to some real value, they're going to be interested. Period. End of story. You look, you go over an illustration, obviously for educational purposes only, because you don't want to get in trouble, but go over an illustration for an IUL. Look at those numbers, show people what they actually look like. People don't know what that is. They've never heard of this. It's something that is incredibly powerful.
1: And plus, you you know, at the end, you there's a call to action. You like reach out to me if you have any questions. Reach out to me if you if you're looking to get set up. So, if you don't ask, you won't get.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Throw that call to action in. It makes a difference. Don't ask me why. To me, I'm like, dude, I would reach out if I wanted to or not, but it does actually make a difference. And get a little like link tree or something in your bio, and you know, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, get a little link tree with a, you know, a little form they can fill out or, you know, even simply just DMs, but depending what platform your on, DMs don't really work. If it's on like YouTube or something, but put a little link tree with a, a form, maybe a link to, if you have a website, to your website, if you don't have a website, link it to Albert's website, like have... Make a page that looks professional, like you actually know what you're talking about. And by all means, turn it on public mode. If yes. it's on private, nobody can see it. Right. No shots at you, Albert. But I had to um,
1: change that. Yeah, I had to change that.
0: Yeah, yours is on private because I had to friend you before. It- you had to accept my friend before. No, I. That was before. Here. That was a long time ago. Oh, okay. I've learned <laughs> since then. Okay, well, <laughs> that was a while back before we yeah. got connected, but yeah. Yeah, I mean if you're not on public nobody can see your content. You don't look like a a business or like you're providing real value if you're hiding yourself. It's just it's not professional. Yeah.
1: No. We're all, we're all, we're constantly learning. I know I've learned a lot in this process having a guy like you help helping me walk through the process and this is this is really great stuff. I think we're we're running out of time here, but you know I I appreciate, you know, you coming on and sharing your your uh, your your knowledge that you've acquired. And appreciate sharing the uh, perspective, and looking forward to you continue to grow and and continue watching your journey on social media.
0: Hundred percent. Look forward to growing myself, and I'm just trying to catch up to you, Albert. I know that's not going to happen, but we're all, we're that's the goal.
1: I hope you pass me. <laughs> appreciate you, Drew. All right, so so yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that was uh, some really helpful stuff from all the guys that we got a chance to hear from today. And just just to uh, just to wrap this thing up, I mean. Look, it, it's a risk to put yourself out there on social media because, you know, egos are fragile sometimes. Sometimes it's it's a new experience. And, you know, what, we just got to look at risk in, in the proper way. You know, risk happens whether we, if we take the risk or not, that's a risk, right? So the thing is, like, you got to look at it, like, from a winner's perspective, if, if you're going to take risk. A loser, will, a loser will ask, is it really going to be worth it? Is this really going to pay off? Like, you know, like, what if it doesn't work out? You know, I just had a, had, a, had a new agent that was that I was just talking to and this agent's done okay and then kind of like fell off and then I, I reached out to this agent and said, how can I help? Mm-hmm. And then this agent was like, well, you know, I'm just going to tell you straight up, like leads don't work. And then she, and, and then this person was like, I, like I, don't, I, don't, I don't care what you say, like they just don't work. And I'm like, okay, well, I was going to call to see how I can help, but apparently I can't help you because you believe that. Right. And then like that, the agent was just like, well, it's just, it just doesn't. And I'm like, I can't agree with you because this is how our entire business runs. I mean, (laughs) sure, there's a little bit of referral business. There's people that, you know, that, that, that market organically and that, that's fine. But the majority of business is off of leads. So I'm like, I can't agree with you. But if you believe that, even if I were to help you with a few leads, I don't think it's a good investment for me because you're, you're predisposed to believe this is not going to work. So you're not, not, if you're not willing to take that risk, I can't take that risk on you either because it's, we're almost destined to fail. So the winner's approach to this it has to be, what do I have to lose by not doing this? You know, because, because like the thing is, we're all too comfortable in the things that we're, we're just comfortable being where we're at. And we just think, oh, I don't want to lose this. Or I don't want to lose this bit of money. You know, but it's like, if okay, K, if you don't do this, you're still stuck in that same position. That money's going to be gone anyway. And then you're going to wait for that next, whatever thing to hopefully it will come and save you.
4: Try it. It's just my work. Just try and, and think <laughs> ahead I
1: mean, think about what happens if you do the, do this and it works out. Think about what happens if you don't do this and, and it doesn't work out. Like, where will you be five years from now or, or even a couple of months from now? So we all have to take the right approach when it comes to taking risks and just be a winner about that. Just just think about the upside. And more importantly, behind all that risk, you got to put in that work.
4: Uh, so anything else you wanted to add about that?
1: Mm-hmm. Linda?
4: I think it's great. Okay.
1: Well, good Drew, time. appreciate you coming on and sharing. Marlon, appreciate you coming on and sharing. Trent, appreciate you coming on and sharing. You guys are all the men. Uh, John, Linda, appreciate you guys sharing. And, and let's go out there and just take the appropriate amount of risk. Let's put in the work behind it. Let's go be elite, guys.
2: Bruh. Have a good one.